0: Praise the Lord. Well, some of you may have noticed September is very quickly leaving us. It's already September 22nd. We are on the heels of October. Today brings us first day of fall. It is, yes honey, it's really the first day of fall. It's almost 100 degrees out there today. My favorite time of the year. We are fixing to watch, in my opinion, one of God's greatest things that He does in this earth. It's called the changing Of the seasons. Over the past few months, uh, as we have sweated in the heat of the hot days, it seems like this has been not over a lot of over 100 degrees, but it's been a lot of 90s, a lot of humidity. I have sweated, but the days are fixing to start turning cool. Amen. 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 We're, We're starting to see the grass begin to fade and start to turn a little brown and not. Grow as much. Can I get a praise the Lord? Lord. Thank God for it. Starting to watch as the pretty flyers begin to go away and they start bringing out the mums and letting us know that it is absolutely that time of year that's fall. The gardens are beginning to fade away. Being tealed up. Waiting for the next season to come. We're beginning to see the green leaves on the trees. I don't think you noticed. We begin to see some of the trees being already turn a little bit of color. Before long, they're going to be turning orange, red, and some white, and some going to eventually turn brown, and then they'll begin to eventually fall to the ground. Before too long, we're going to wake to some very cool mornings and some good cool nights, and and even to see some frost on the pumpkins. Anybody excited about seeing frosts? Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. I am right now. Come January, February, we'll all be wishing us warm weather was back. We're on the heels of Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. If you don't like it, paw humbug to you. I do. Amen. Amen. Scripture says to you everything, there is a season, a time, to every purpose under heaven. Every purpose under heaven, there's a season, there's a time. Harvest house, I know it's been summer. I know we've been through spring and I know we've been through summer. But I believe that we have been in winter for a little while. Amen. One amen out of that, two amens. Anybody else believe me? We've been in winter around here for a long time. I believe the Lord today is changing from summer to fall. It's incredible. I love watching it. There's nothing you can do to stop it, folks. There's nothing you can do. You you can... uh, try your best to uh, isolate trees and your flowers. Maybe you can bring your flowers and stuff inside, and they're going to make it for a little while. But anything left outside, there's nothing you can do about it. The season's going to change. It's going to it's going to begin to get cold. The leaves are going to go away. It's it's before you know it. I, I seen something on social media the other day. Is a it was a picture of a a, a a snow covered street with snows all over the trees and and all that kind of stuff. And it said coming to a street near you soon. Amen. Got a few hand claps out of there. I love snow. The only reason I don't like snow is because I'm not the mailman and we've got to come to church out here and it's hard to get here when it snows. But we've been in the winter here Amen. when it seemed like things was dead. When it seemed like it was hard to get anything to grow. Amen. When it seemed like it was like pulling teeth to get people to begin to rise out of the seat, like the flowers do in the springtime when they begin to rise up. amen. Oh, brother seems like it's been hard, praise the Lord, to always get people to the house of God. We, well, Sunday mornings we have 39 and, and, and Thursday night we got 50 plus here tonight. It, it seems like we've been in this winter time. I don't know about you, but I believe it's time for a new season here at Harvard House. Oh, yeah. My message tonight... That, That ready for a new season. Amen. Amen. My message tonight, on the first day of fall of 2016, is this: it's time for a new season. Amen. We've been in this season long enough. It's time for some changes to begin to happen around here. It's time for some changes to begin to happen in this building, praise the Lord. I'm tired of seeing the same old world. I'm tired of seeing water in a basement. I'm tired of fighting this and fighting that. It's time for a new season, praise the Lord. It's time. I'm, I'm ready to see some people's lives begin to be rearranged and turned upside down. I'm ready for a new season in this building, in our church, in a revival, in a worship. In our giving, in our time management. I'm ready for a new season in Harvest House. We've been here way too long. We've been dealing with this junk we've been dealing with for way too long. Hallelujah. I'm getting tired of raking leaves. I'm getting tired of shoveling snow. I'm getting tired of all this junk. I'm ready for some spring to happen. Amen. Amen. I says that sounds good, Brother Orton. It does, don't it? Second Chronicles 5 and 1. Thus all the work of Solomon that Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished. Solomon brought in all things that David, his father, had dedicated. Silver and gold and the instruments put he among the treasures of the house of God. We jump down to verse 13. It said, And it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. And then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. So the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. These verses are during a time when Solomon was building a, the new temple. It was going from tents, and now then it was going from the mobile uh, tabernacle they had to a solid structure. And it was a change. It was a season of change for the children of Israel They was passing from a season and entering into the next one. And I believe this is where we are. And I believe this is what God wants of us. It's time for us to go to a new place. We've been around this mountain way too many times. It's time for us to move on to something new. we fought these battles long enough. I'm getting tired of fighting depression. I'm getting fired, tired of fighting suicidal spirits. I'm getting tired of fighting poverty. I'm getting tired of fighting all this mentality that's been going around here. I'm ready for the devil to have to fight me for a while. I'm ready, praise the Lord, for revival to break out. I'm tired. Hallelujah. I want something to get fixed. Hallelujah. Some, we got mobile Christians, praise the Lord. They need to Christ that. We need to get the house of God and get established. Praise the Lord. Get our foot on the rock. It's time for a new season here. They've been used to the tents and they've been used to moving from place to place. But you know what? They've created a place, a tabernacle if you please. God gave David the instructions of how to build it and Solomon began to build, praise the Lord, the tabernacle. And they created an atmosphere that God could dwell in. You know what we need to do in this place? It's time for us to build an atmosphere where God feel like He's welcome in the house of God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you what an atmosphere is. It influences the surrounding area, praise the Lord. It's a general mood Or uh, it says the mood and the environment And you know what we need? We need an atmosphere in here Where God can walk in this house And He can feel like He's welcome And He feels like, hallelujah People want Him there And people can worship God And they can be saved And they can be baptized in Jesus' name And they will be filled with the Holy Ghost We need to get something new and exciting Happening in the house of God It's time for a new season in this place It's an atmosphere. I've said it. I've heard preachers get up and say it. We've said it way too many times. We get up and say, if everybody don't get up and worship the Lord, God ain't going to do nothing. That's not true. Because the Bible lets me know if two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. Let me tell you what. If I can just get two or three people to get on my side tonight and help me, praise the Lord, we can create an atmosphere, hallelujah, where God will feel like He's welcome. I want to tell you what. We had a season long enough where we been stuck in the molly grub, stuck in the gutter. But praise the Lord, somebody needs to get to worship the Lord and magnify Him and praise Him and say, "God, I love You above all other things." Hallelujah! And I'm gonna praise You. I believe it's a new season at Harvest House harvest house and we're going to have this new season it's going to take us making some changes in the atmosphere around here I know that God gave us four seasons He gave us spring, He gave us summer He gave us fall and He gave us winter but He also broke those seasons down in 12 months I don't know how you operate, but each month, I think about that month, I think i got a different goal in each month. I want to give us some goals tonight to change the atmosphere in this place, to bring on this new season. Hallelujah. I want to tell you what When God begins to change the season out there You know what uh, He begins to, to change everything out there The temperature begins to go down When it begins to get fall I know it's hot today I know it's the first day of fall But I promise you It's not going to last much longer It's going to start getting colder And God is creating an atmosphere That's getting it ready for snow out there Whether you like it or not He's getting the atmosphere ready for the snow Why? There's some bugs he needs to kill There's some weeds he needs to get rid of And I think that's what God is. at. We've been in winter long enough. And we felt the cold. we felt the junk. But you know what? God's been killing out the bugs. And God's been killing out the junk that we don't need in the house of God. But let me tell you what. Hallelujah. I feel spring coming on. I feel revival. Hallelujah. There's a new season for harvest house. God is searing something up in people's lives. God is sure in people's hearts, praise the Lord. And we need to wake up and realize God is ready to do something. Are you ready for it, praise the Lord? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hallelujah. I tell you what, the first thing we need, praise the Lord, if we're going to have an atmosphere, if we're going to have this change in here, we're going to have to have an atmosphere where there is no spiritual hindrances in our life, hallelujah, I want to tell you what, an atmosphere of heaven begins to open up when we begin to get the things out of our life that we don't need, hallelujah, we need to get the spiritual hindrances out of our life. hallelujah, if we're going to walk in this new season, we're going to have to have an attitude that says nothing's going to stop me from going forward, Nothing's going to hinder me. I'm going to come through your doors and gaze with praise and thanksgiving. There's nothing going to stop me from getting to the house of God. There's not going to be a runny nose big enough to keep me from the house of God. There's not going to be issue in my house strong enough to keep me from coming to the house of God. And when I get here, there is nobody in this place that I'm mad enough at that keep me from worship of my God. I'm telling you what, there is no excuse, hallelujah. We need to push every hindrance to the side and say, hey God, I'm ready for a new season, but the only way I can have my new season, I've got to get some things out of my way. Get the spiritual hindrances out of my way. Come on, we need the spiritual hindrances out of our way. Somebody needs to go home And clean out your DVD closet Somebody needs to go home And clean out your magazine closet Somebody needs to go home Praise the Lord And clean up your wardrobe You don't need nothing hindering you You don't need nothing stopping you Hallelujah Hallelujah Somebody needs to go home and you need to get an attitude check. Hallelujah. Oh, what's wrong with some people? Your attitude is too big for God. You need to bring your attitude down a notch or two and let God fix some things because I don't need nothing hindering me from worshiping God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll tell you another thing. Brother. We're going to change this atmosphere. What are you talking about, brother? I'm talking about an atmosphere for a new season. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on man. I'm talking about an atmosphere for a new season. I mentioned here while well back. Somebody asked me the question and said, "Do you ever dread going to the house of God anymore?" So there's been a few times I have. Because it felt like when I got there, it was going to be the same old fight that I've always fighting. But you know what I need to do? What we need to do? We need to change our attitude. And we need to make sure that when we come to the house of God, you said, we're going to say this, God, this is not going to be no business as usual service. There is no usual service. We need to come in here with an atmosphere, praise God, with, a, uh, with an expectation that God is going to do something, praise God. We need to come together with excitement and believing from great things, hallelujah. Oh my goodness. If we announced that Jesus was going to be here Sunday morning in mighty form. You know what? And everybody believed it, we wouldn't be able to stop anybody from being this place would be full. Amen. Right. Come on now. Can I tell you that he will be here Sunday morning? Yes, he will. He's going to be here in mighty form. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody said, What are you talking about? We are the body. <laughs> Come on, hear it! bodies. Why are we reaching? Why are we teaching? Why are we singing? Why are we reaching for what cause is God has got for us? We need to get pregnant with expectation. Every time I come to the door, I expect God to do a miracle. I expect somebody to be healed. I expect somebody to be baptized. I expect somebody to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But if we really thought Jesus was going to be here bodily for him, you know what we would think? We'd be here early. We'd be on the prayer room. We'd be on the altars praying. We'd be fasting up. We'd be all ready for it. But I'm telling you, Jesus is coming anyway. He is here tonight. And somebody needs to wake up and realize, hallelujah, if this new season's going to come, I've got to get an expectation that says, God, I expect you to do the work. Amen brings me to the next thing, praise the Lord. Because when we walk in here with the expectation, we also walk in here and we we, we expect great things to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen. It creates an atmosphere of the supernatural. Our God is not no common God. Our God is not no ordinary God. We need to walk in here, come expecting, come with the right attitude. And when we put our faith towards God, He will surprise you. Amen! Somebody's expectation. It's about this time. A few weeks ago, 18 years ago. Sister Cheryl was very expecting. I mean, if I had some pictures, I'd show you. She was very expecting. And we was expecting that baby to come in any time. She woke me up on that Monday morning. Tuesday morning. I'm sorry. Tuesday morning, 1998, about five o'clock. September. Praise the Lord. The eighth, she was bouncing around that house. Said, "Honey, we got to go. That thing we've been expecting it's fixing to be birthed, Praise the Lord. We was. I remember us going down the hall at there in the regional medical center at that time. Sister Cheryl was doing this. <laughs> Oh my God, what would happen if somebody walked through the door back there and said, whoo, 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 whoo. We're going to be church tonight. We're going to have a vow tonight. Somebody's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to be touched. Somebody's going to be renewed. Somebody's going to be changed. Hallelujah. We need an atmosphere in this place. Hallelujah. An expectation. Here's why we don't have it. Because we put limitations on people. I know who they are. I know where they've been. I know what they've done. I know what they've done to me. And you know what? They ain't never going to be saved and they ain't never going to change. That's what people tell all the time. But i will tell you what, we need to change that in this place. And we got this season. I'm going to tell you what, the season I'm feeling. I'm feeling a 50-so revival. that's going to spark a hundred, hallelujah. It's going to spark a revival in this city like this city has never seen before. And the only way it's going to happen is you and I have got to create an atmosphere, praise God, hallelujah, for a new season around this place. One like we have never seen. This church has been existence for 10 years, hallelujah. I'm to tell you what, it's been here long enough. It's time for us to go on, praise the Lord, and do great great things for God. Amen. And it's going to come with us uh, creating an atmosphere where there's absolutely no limitations allowed to be placed on anyone. Amen. An atmosphere where anybody can receive anything from God and anybody can do anything for God. Yes. I know that wouldn't be as much If you let me hear let me tell you something. It doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter what you've done. If you get God in the equation, you can take the worst violent sinner you know of in Marion, and Kentucky. And God will use them, praise the Lord, to fill a church up. We'll use them to have a revival, praise the Lord. We'll yeah. use them as a missionary. We'll use them in a great and mighty way. Come on, we put limitations on on people, but God didn't put limitations on people. Let me tell you what Rahab, you may not know her, but she was one of those in the Bible that helped the children of Israel escape, but she enlisted among those of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Rahab was a prostitute. You might have had a you might have been a prostitute at one time, but let me tell you what that makes you qualified to be used by God and be put in the line of a faith. Paul, Hallelujah! Isn't it? Hey, praise! Let me tell you what he was a vicious uh, persecutor of the church. He had Christians killed. Praise the Lord. David committed murder and adultery. Praise the Lord. Mary Magdalene was filled with all kinds of demons. Gideon was a coward, and I could go on and on and on about all these people of all they was. But you and I have got to quit. Say it. they can't do that because I know who they are and I know where they've been. We need to take that off of people, take the labels off of people. You know what? If God is in the pages, anything can happen. And that'll bring an atmosphere around here. And think of this right here, my friend, that people are important. Amen. Amen. You know why well, we've been in season winner winter for a while? Because we have quit putting the emphasis on where it needs to be. Hallelujah. People are important. Hallelujah. People are important. I don't care if they was your enemy out in the world. They're important to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Jesus shed blood for everybody. Hallelujah. The gospel is to all people. Not just the ones we like or the ones that we choose. This church is an open door to everybody. It's not a private club, honey. It's not the Something like that is a church of the living God. It is a hospital, praise God. I want to know something. How friendly are we anymore? Amen. People are important. Everybody's important. Yes. Amen. Everyone. From the bus kids that the parents may just be pushing them out of the house to that, the older saint or, or the one that you might not think started got it all together. Everybody is important and we need to get that attitude back in here. It doesn't matter, praise the Lord, where they've been and what they've done. Hallelujah. They need to be in the house of God and they need to be taught the word of God and it doesn't matter what you think about them. It matters what God thinks about them. Amen. matter. Amen. We want a new season around here. We need to start making people matter again. Amen. What's that mean? When somebody's never come to the house of God I shouldn't be the only one going to find somebody to say, hey, I'm glad you're in the house of God today. Amen. Pastors should be the only one shaking their hands. Everybody ought to find their way to some new person, shake their hand, and let them know hey, I'm glad you're in the house of God. I'm glad you're here. Hallelujah. God's going to do great things tonight. He may have something great for you. We need to make people matter to us again. Come brother. Somebody say victory. Victory. When's the last time you felt victory? I didn't see a hand on. Wow. wow. When's the last time you felt victory? You wonder why we walk around in defeated state and we've been in the winter season for a while? I'll tell you why. We, we, we need to get back to where we've got an atmosphere of victory that no matter what you're fighting, oh, come on. I remember old brother Floyd, one of the founders of Star of Bethlehem, he used to say, I'd be fighting this and I'd be fighting that. And he, but he said this, but all I know is if I can get to the church door and I can get in that little building the Star of Bethlehem, I know there's victory for me there. If they can just get to the house of God. Oh, come on. Here today, oh my goodness, oh, we need someone to say this. It doesn't matter what I'm fighting, I know in the house of God there's victory, there's victory in the house of God. If I can just get back to the house of God, God is able to deliver anyone anytime. We get an atmosphere that projects that there is victorious living people in this place. Come on down, yes, come on down. You invite your friend to the house of God and you sit on your seat and do nothing. You think they won't come back and you know, no, no, no. You invite your friend to the house of God. They need to see you get up with victory. They need to see you get up. Hallelujah. They need to see victory in their life. No wonder we can't get high. This is a whole other sermon, but i just going to talk about for a second. No wonder we can't get people to come to the house of God. People look at us on our job site or at our schools. They look at us and say, you know what? They are no different than me. Amen. Their life is so messed up. Their life is just as messed up as my life. Why I want to go to their church when their life is just as messed up as my life. You know what we need to do? That's where we need to find ourselves a prayer closet. And we need to pray through every day. We need to read the word of God. We need to walk out of your house. So get out of your vehicle Whether you're working Your job site, right. School Hallelujah you got some victory in your life Because the devil Don't like somebody That's got victory and we bring that same victory All of us together in this house The devil's gonna have a bad day you get it If we have to stop With a victory going on in your life Hallelujah That creates an atmosphere That absolutely Anything can happen Hallelujah. hallelujah. We need to we need to get back to this attitude. Hallelujah. We need to reach our city. Amen. Jesus coming to Jerusalem. He looked at the city and he wept over it. He wept over it. He said it was the time of their visitation. And they didn't even know it. I'm going to tell you right now, it's God's time to visit every city in this world because Jesus is coming back to yeah. Mary of I'm telling you, I've been feeling something in the spirit world shaking. No wonder the devil has called us. No wonder we've been such a uh, such a winter season for so long because I'm going to tell you what, the devil knows he's trying his best to knock us out, knock us out of this thing, but I'm telling you what, he can't stop it. He can't stop it. Spring is coming. Summer, a revival like we've never seen is coming, and we need to recharge our city it's our time we need to recognize what god is doing and not let them miss their opportunity yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you welcome the city When's the last time you got down and you prayed and said, God, save my city. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to tell you what. I know we serve bigger than just Marion. I know we serve bigger than just Marion. We got folks from Madisonville, Dawson Springs, Sturgis, uh, uh, praise the Lord, Salem. We, we got people from Morgan Field. We got people from Dawson Springs. We got people that come from Princeton occasionally. We serve a big area. So guess what? I'm praying through all them cities, all them counties every day, saying, God, touch them. Come on, but we need to get specific for our city, Marion, right here and start saying hallelujah. Oh God, save my city. Oh Lord, save my friends and my school. Save my family. We need somebody, praise the Lord, get concerned about your city again. This is not the church. Amen. Amen. This is our local assembly where we gather together and worship. The church of the living God is worldwide and we need to make sure, hallelujah, we get the church out of this place. were exciting earlier. you with me a little bit better. Now we're talking about doing something. Like, I don't know about that. Let's just stay in this season we're in right now. No, 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 no. I'm tired of this place we are right now. I love you folks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Cassidy, for bringing a, a few different faces with you. It's good to see some different faces in the house of God. Hallelujah. I love you, and I want to see your faces, but I want to see some new faces. I want to see some faces that I know, praise the Lord, they've been on drugs, they've been on alcohol, and they need Jesus, praise the Lord. let's the gospel. that them feel the presence and the spirit of God. And they come in here and they see a church that's got an atmosphere that says we're victorious. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to really mess it up good now. Come on now. For some of us. Come on now. We need an atmosphere for this season. It's done starting. It's done happening. I believe it. Some of you may not believe that it, but it's happening. We need an atmosphere in this place that's a financial blessing. Amen. Oh, yeah. We got to stop making excuses for our disobedience in the area of giving, praise the Lord. We need to stop functioning in our dysfunction, praise the Lord. And we need to start, praise the Lord, giving power and let God bless us. Amen. For the holiday. I think he said this. He said, "Don't close your hands on God because God can't bless a closed hand." Amen. Amen. Put your hands out like this, sir. Like this. I'm trying. Don't open. I'm going to try to give you a blessing. Oh, looky there! Just fall brought up. I worry about this. Stand up. Everybody needs to see this. I'm trying to give you a blessing. Here you go. Move your hand a little bit. First time you move, it falls off. But let me tell you what. If you have an open hand. And you drop, God drops something in there, you can grab a hold of that thing. Hallelujah. And when God says it's time to let it go again, he see, that's how God blesses you financially. You let it come in and you let it go out. Somebody don't like it. I know that, but that's okay. You let it come in and you let it go out. You let it come in and you let it go out. And God will always take care of you. Hallelujah. Uh, you know what? The statistics said that 25% of people faithfully support the church with tithes and offerings on a consistent basis. If pure than that serves the church with their time and their talent. Amen. Oh yeah, I know it will get quiet on me right now But you know what, for this season that's going to change God is fixing to make it happen If he has to move you that don't help out And move somebody in here that does Hallelujah, because God uh, He is just as sick and tired of for the season we've been in As I am, hallelujah And I'm ready for it, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready Praise the Lord I want to tell you what we need in this place We need somebody that knows how to pray Praise the Lord Amen Show the hand because I don't want some of you embarrassed. But has everybody in this church prayed today? Amen. Don't, don't raise your hand. But my guess is there's some people sitting in this place you've not found anywhere to kneel down or take at least five minutes of your day and talk to Jesus. You've not found anywhere to take some time and pick up your Bible and begin to read a little bit of the literal Word of God in your life and you wonder why God ain't speaking to us. You know what? That needs to change in this place. We need to have an atmosphere, praise the Lord, and this season's going to come. We need some people that know how to communicate with God. It's sad but true, but we got a lot of church that we're, uh, we're having a lot of church without ever hearing from God. I'm going to say that again because we need to hear it we're having a whole lot of church without ever hearing from God Amen. Amen We need to start hearing from God. And not just when the preacher's preaching or the song is being sung. You need to, you know what? I don't care. For myself. I'm just saying, I don't care what you are. If you've been blood bought, born again, baptized in the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, you can hear from God just like a man of God can. As a matter of fact, God wants to speak to you. When's the last time you had God to speak to you? You know what? If we're going to have, praise the Lord, great, unprecedented revival like we've never had, and this new season is going to come. It's going to come when somebody begins to hear from God. Amen. This takes us all the way back. The first thing I was talking about removing the hindrances. The reason some of us can't hear from God. It's like the story I heard that time about way back when the telegraph uh, was out and the man was looking for a telegraph job and he went in this room and there's all kinds of people sitting around. He went up to the window and told him, I'm here, checked in. He went over and sat down just a few minutes later. The man got up and amongst all the people that was in front of him, he got up. He went inside the door and walked in there. After about two minutes, the man come back out and the man that was in charge dismissed everybody and said you guys can go home this man here's got the job everybody began to say how come he got the job he was the last one that walked in here the rest of us in here got here before him and we haven't even got to go in there and have an interview yet and you give him the job he said the whole time you've been sitting here i've been typing in morse code on the other side of this wall if you can hear this and you understand it come on in here you got the job and see, that's the problem with the church. We've got a whole church full of people sitting there waiting to hear from God. But we can't hear from God because our ears are so stopped up with all the junk and the hinders in their lives. Hallelujah. You're waiting for the preacher. You're waiting for somebody else to talk to you and give you a word. And the whole time God says, get that chunk out of your ears. Get that chunk out of your life. Open up your ears. Hallelujah. Clean yourself out. Beat it up, fresh. Lord has word from God, and it needs to not always come from the pulpit. You need to hear it, hallelujah, while you're driving down the road, while you're in your house. <laughs> come on, we need to get a, we, if we're going to change, this season is going to happen. We need to get, praise the Lord, a a positive attitude in the house of God. We don't need no testimonies in the house of God. I'd go to church tonight and it's just going to be the same old, same old. We're just going to sing the same old song and just repeat the same thing over and over and over. And we're just going to get up preach for a while and I'm going to go back home. Oh, come on. You need to get that out of your system and we need to create an atmosphere and let not just the same old song over and over and over. But we're singing praises to God and you need to come in here with an attitude that says God is going to do something. Hallelujah. We need an atmosphere of faith. Praise God and we need to cooperate with God. Amen. See, if we're always being a pessimist all the time, we're not cooperating with God because God is not a pessimist. Amen. Right. Amen. I know some of you heard the story and i told it many times, but it goes perfect and i got to tell it anyway. And those of you who've heard it before, you can act like it's brand new, okay? I had two kids who were a pessimist, one optimist. I love the story anyway. I want that. So he took, he took and decided inside. He's going to do something special for both of them. He took the one that was the, the pessimist and he filled his room full of toys, all his favorite kind of stuff, and he sent him up to his room. He took the one that was the optimist and he filled his room full of horsemen there. He got up there and he seen the, the boy that was the pessimist, and he was standing outside the door looking inside his room. Saying, "He said, son, why don't you go in there and get your toys?" He said, "Daddy, there's too much good stuff in there. There's something wrong here. I don't know what's going on, but there's too much good things in there. I'm afraid of this." Amen. Then he went on down the hall and he found his little son that was an optimist, the one that filled his room with the horseman here, and he was sitting right in the middle of all the horsemen here, and he was throwing it in the air. He said, Son, what in the world are you doing? He said, Daddy, with all this horse manure in here, there's got to be a pony somewhere. <laughs> I want to tell you what, my friend, as much as horse manure we've had to put up with this year, there's got to be a pony somewhere. I'm fighting the devil and all this stuff. God is tell you with a pony is. God can ride in on his right horse and save the day, praise the Lord. Start saying that. And asking God, where's my pony, God? I've been dealing with enough horsemen there I'm ready to get my pony and ride out of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, my friend. I is a new season in this church. It is fixing to happen. It will start putting, making an atmosphere in this place. Your God can do something. God, all this is going to be possible when we begin to create an atmosphere of something that's called vision. Where people can see the invisible. And we can do the impossible. Where there is no vision, the word of God says in Proverbs uh, 29, 2918, I think. Where there is no vision, my people perish. No wonder there's people perishing out of our church during the season we had. Our church has had no vision. We need to get our vision back. Hallelujah. We need to envision this place being full. We need to envision what our new pony is going to look like. Hallelujah. It might just be a must-have, my friend. We need a vision. We need a vision, praise the Lord. Not just to see the imperfections of, of all the stuff that's going on, but see what God sees, hallelujah. George Varna says, vision is the single most important dimension of a successful ministry. You can't have a ministry if you can't see God doing something for you. <laughs> Let me say that again. You can't have a ministry. You can't do something for God if you can't envision in Him doing it. That's why the woman with the issue of blood had no problem crawling along on her feet, praise the Lord. Little people step on her, telling her to go back to her house. She envisioned, if I can just touch the hem of His garment, I know that everything is going to be alright. We need somebody to get a vision. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Come on now. Somebody <laughs> say vision. 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 Hallelujah. Bear with me. Uh-huh. Give me a vision. Hallelujah. That's pretty good. Let me redo this. I want it at the beginning. Lord help me. I say, Lord help Amen. the preacher. Lord help I'm I'm the, the preacher. I'm going to give you a vision. You know why you're here today? That's why you're here. Amen. Anybody Amen. looking at that question? You can use the arrow at the side. I think it works best. The next one, okay, go back. Go back. Go back. You know who the people are, right? Yeah, it's Jacob, my lovely wife, Cheryl. Oh, sure. it's Cheryl. Uh, awesome right. Yeah, it's been 10 years ago. We changed a little. hang with Texas, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> give me the next one. Okay, so what is this? You. you know, give me a you anyway. This is dark. It's gonna be dark. We'll get there. Right, can we Let right me turn these on. right here. Help me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go next. One. That's Jake and Bethany and Cheryl. This is the inside of the storefront looking back. Uh-huh. Yeah, I to cut oh, some of them, brother. I want, y'all, I want us to see this. I want you to understand what vision is. Oh, Lord God. <laughs> Lord God. Turn turn something on back there. Oh, no, we're good. We see Jesus. On right now. Give, me, give me one of the side or something. There you go. That's good enough. Spiss back in the corner. All them young people will be perfect. Okay, give me the next one. Yeah. Oh, See this? Anybody recognize this place? Yeah. Come on. Did you know? Oh, I can get up here with it. I'm not kidding, sir, but it's all right. Can you look at here? You know what this is? this is? This is Harvest House's first Sunday school class. Check it get the game, going. That's what that looked like when we first brought it. Give me the next one. Yeah. Look different, cool. Texas? <laughs> This this is what that thing looked like. Yep. Give me another. This is that back room. Yep. This is what that storefront looked like when we walked in there. Next one. This is going to the hall down to the bathroom. Yep. Uh-huh. There's a the bathroom. Look at that. Y'all yep. remember that bathroom? None of y'all seen it like that, did you? Yes. Go ahead. Come on down. Keep going. This is what the what the room looked like. Keep going. The Sunday school room, just another view. Go. <laughs> Alright, we're fixing to do something, We're fixing to make some changes. God, we won't listen to me. We'll yes. walk into that place. God gave us a vision. He gave us a vision for marriage and children. anybody else in that place, you might have seen that place as a nothing and enough and, and not worth anything. But get my wife walked in there, we looked at that thing. Don't, don't go just stay there. We walked in there, we looked at things, that being cold to us. That being a church. a month is what that rent was. You know how we started that church? I took my own credit card and I put $5,000 on that thing so I could start this church. Give me the next one. First thing I had to put in there fixing to have the first paint stroke. Look at my kids 10 years ago. Look at me 40 pounds ago. First paint stroke. Keep going. Kids right in the middle of it, right involved. Let me tell you what, every time you look at my kids and you see them preach and you see them sing, you know why they have the passion this this church? They was here from the beginning, here years ago. Keep going. going. You're gonna see the transformation. God gave us for vision. Keep going. Go ahead time. Go again. See, look, they brought their toys. This is what we done on Saturdays. Whenever we good? They brought their toys. They come in there and play while we was fixing this thing up. Keep going. One of a time I said, "Go." And this Heath Travis, he come down here and help. Go, Lana. There's my wife. You see what ten years of pastoring new to you? Yeah. She was fussing today. She was fixing her hair. She said, "Look at that green streak." I said, "Honey, it looks good. It matches my bald head." <laughs> see, look. We had our whole family. Sister Yvonne, help me go. Brother Kenneth Fuller down here, Jake and high five. Brother Henry Travis, he's from this city. That's how we're here. Brother Henry Travis said, look, I'm from Marion. Why don't you go down there and start a church? and sitting out front. Go. Keep going. Brother Kenneth Fuller, had all he had, to sit down for a second. Go. Start seeing this thing start coming together. Go. Sister Chassie Davis, she helped us from the get-go. Go. Everybody helping us. Davis catching our vision they saying, come on, I'll help you. Go. You okay. got some funny ones in here, too. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> no, we got one better than that coming. Go. Oh. Aren't you glad I'm not your kid? No. <laughs> See it coming together? Tainted. Starting to look better. Kids had to take a play break. <laughs> look at that. That's a man. I you remember. Kids already getting up there playing, talking. Keep going. Look at here, we're starting to put it together. This was getting close. We was getting excited. Stop for a second. We was getting excited about what God was fixing to do in this city. And he has done it. Keep going. Putting the cheers out. Go ahead. Bathroom looking better. I had a new carpet I was fixing to put in the back room. Go. Paint that room. I cut the carpet, put it in there. we done this ourselves, folks. We didn't hire it out, it was us. Keep going. Put the carpet down. See now, don't that look more like a Sunday school class? Yeah. Don't that look more like a church? Yeah. Look at that. Go. Let's go back. Look at there. From what it was to what it is here. God gave us a vision. Go. The first service. It was cool that morning, April the 6th. Or April 8th. Which one of them? Yeah, look at that look on her face. Twelve people that Sunday morning. Only person married originally was Brother the Henry Travis. Go back. Right there. Only one originally. That's why they was there with us that Sunday morning. Go. That's his mama. He. Go. Lana, that's their little cousin or friend that was baby sitting. That's the first service. Go. That's the first son. Go back. The first Sunday school class ever at Harvest House. Go. Go ahead. There's, before the iPad come along, there's my notes, folks. My mama sitting back there. Go back. I'm going to tell you what, folks. She do not know hardly anybody or nothing no more. But that woman was integral with starting this church. Amen. Go. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first Thursday night my brother and his church come down. Steal nobody from Marion. Keep going. But we had a house full. Of, thank God there. Go. Keep going. I ain't got too many more. But just just bear with me, okay? I'm trying to show you what God, why we're here today. This is the vision. Look at Bethany over praying. Go back. Go. I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first Easter. It is. Nobody but us. But we had church anyway. Go. Singing. I played and the kids sung. My wife sung. Go. Go. Keep going. Here you go. Anybody know these kids? It's Brother Henry Acker's children. Our first kids. We in the church. Go. Now we have other kids in our Sunday school class. Go. Keep going. Keep going. Brother Henry. Here you go. Look at this. Anybody recognize these kids? Rosemary. There's Faith. Amber. That's Isaac. That's um, Isaac. College. There's our Isaac right there. Uh there's the back there in the back. <laughs> Allie. Wow. Keep going. Anybody know her? Okay. That's the first member of this church had never been here. Yes, she, she prayed for 20 years. Yes. that God been sent an apostolic preacher to this city? Yes. She prayed me here. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Come on. Now you're going start seeing some pictures. Uh, what, Mandy, Sister Mandy. Uh, with the Henry. Sister Mandy. Go. Sunday uh, school class. Get a little bigger. This is all in the first year. Keep going. That's a little dark. Go ahead. People on the altar go. This is take go back one. You see our altars? Right talking about a vision you know what that may not mean nothing to you but you know what them are them original altars from star Bethlehem church I said can I have them, still got them here too. if you ever throw them away I hurt you go keep going you know what this is keep going the first baptism in the building Brother the Henry Ackerman been baptized keep going we had to set it up, get it in the back. I was excited, folks. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. We had service that morning. Go.
1: <laughs> Go back.
0: Go back. Yeah, we won't see code to code. Okay? Go <laughs> You to Yeah, buddy. There I go. Rather <laughs> than concentrating there. Rain, man. Hey, folks, pray for them, folks, okay? There's integral parts of this church, I man. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these people. Amen. Go. Hmm. Go. <laughs> <laughs> go. Keep going. All right. Push the plane. Go get the other here, just push play. Unfortunately, it stops right at the end of it. Who is it? This is Sister Monica Acker. Pray for her. She needs to be here all the time. The first one who was ever baptized in our church building itself was in Marion, Kentucky. Sister Monica. Drag it down a little farther where it goes towards the end. Make it a little quicker. Come down, on down a little farther, a little farther. Right there, right there. Unfortunately, I did not get all the baptism. The, the camera died. This is before we had our cell phones. You notice how full the water is? First time I ever filled that tank up, I didn't realize that you had to leave some space. Then I made a tile away, folks. When I took her under that water, went, whoosh! We're not going to see that part, though. Just a couple more things, I'm going to be done with this. i got one more point, and I'm going to be done tonight. I'm trying to cast a vision, folks. It's time for a new season. We've been in this place long enough. We need this vision again. The vision for the city. Got filled with the Holy Ghost that week. Call me on a Friday night and say, God, just filled me with the Holy Ghost. You don't got to be in the house. God be filled with it. There it goes. Go to the next one. We're just finishing it up. Keep going. My brother back down there it might be the first time he preached. Let's look back up, back up, folks. They need to be back in here. Amen. Go to the next one. Hit play and let it go. Look, I still got on the Bible stand back then. We still have that apostolic church then. And I'll be at one point. I'll be down. Okay. I, I would have fixed the slideshow, but <laughs> let me just tell you how God works. Okay. I had this stuff on my mind. I had an external drive that's been messed up. I took it to the computer guy. He called me yesterday and said, "Look, was able to save all your stuff on there." I didn't realize what all I had on there. And I got to going through pictures this afternoon, and looking, and I found these pictures. I found these videos. I found some other stuff. I found a video. I can show it to you. I can click on it. Have me remember Brother Jack? Check the video will be appealed to the Holy Ghost. Don't you need to wake up and realize what God is doing? Second Chronicles 5 13 through 14. Again, it came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were at one to make one sound to be heard in the praising and thanking the Lord. Bethany, come on. And then when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, listen to what they're doing, saying, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. You know what they've done? They created a total atmosphere in that place. And when they began to play the music, and when they began to sound all the trumpets, and they began to put all the stuff together, they got the temple ready, they got everything together, and when they got it all together, an atmosphere of worship came into that place. Stand with me across this place. Why? Wow. We'll be done. Listen. Why is it we walk into this place and so many times I have person after person say, why are we not worshiping God? I'll tell you why. We don't have an atmosphere that God is welcoming. I'm going to tell you right now. We need to create an atmosphere in this church that says, God, you're welcome. You're welcome. I said it earlier I said it earlier we think we gotta have everybody in the house ready to worship God and then when somebody else don't worship I get discouraged and I don't worship but I'm gonna tell you what I don't need everybody to worship me. do I want everybody Been to any of the other churches in the city, but one. Okay, I've been one time to one revival service in one place in this city. The only time I've ever been. I don't know if they even realize we're back out here anymore. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you what I'm ready to do. I'm ready to have a revival like we've never had before. Amen. Amen. We need to start putting all these pieces together. We need to expect the unexpected. We need to expect miracles after miracles. We need to have a preparation like we did in that little storefront. We went in there, we worked our backsides off to get that place ready. We need to do the same thing here. And you know what? And when we walk through these doors, we create an atmosphere. We're going to have an atmosphere of worship and where the Spirit of God is released in its fullness. When true worship begins to explode in our hearts, great things is always going to happen. So if you wonder why I get up and say, come on, we need to worship tonight. We need to worship tonight. You know why? Because if I can get two or three together together, there won't be no toothaches in the house of God. There won't be no cancer in the house of God. There won't be no family issues in the house of God. Not for too long. Hallelujah. We need to come together with worship like we've never had before. We've had this season long enough. Amen. It's time for a new season, Orphan's House. Uh, I guess I'm going to close like this. If you're tired of the same old, same old, you're tired of just church as usual, your life been just like it's always been. I'm going to tell you now, your life don't have to be like it's always been. If you've always been in financial strap, You've always had relational drug problems. If you've got drug problems, alcohol problems, you've got any kind of problems, I want to tell you what you need to do to fix it. You just come to Jesus with who you are and say, God, this is all I am. You can have it. 100% complete, God, it's yours. God will rearrange your world. He'll change your life. And when He does that, folks, we need to come into this place and we need to worship God. If nobody else is worshiping, I've got to be worshiping. So I'm going to close this service out like this, folks. If you feel the need to get on the off, to pray and repent, go right ahead. But what I'd really like to see somebody do is come in here and say, God, I've been in this season long enough Begin to raise your hands and just begin to worship God for what He is fixing to do. Come on. If you feel like you need to repent, go ahead and repent. What I really like us to do is go ahead and start putting deposits in the bank for the revival that God is going to see. It. I wish somebody just come on in, Hallelujah, and begin to, to raise their hands and say, "God, I thank God for the soul revival. I thank God for the new church that you're seeing. I thank God for my family coming in. I thank God for what you're fixing to do in my life. I thank God for how you." Can Would you begin to do that right now? Come on. I'm done. I'm done. I preached too long and I apologize. It ain't always like this. But go ahead. Somebody start changing the atmosphere in this place. Let's change it back to gun street and the fact of being hungry for revival.